This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Sally Cope, Tourism Australia's Regional General Manager for UK and Northern Europe. And we're here to discuss Brits heading down under. Australia extends its working holiday visa age to 35. Thank you for joining us, Sally. Thank you. Sally, please tell us a bit more about your role as Tourism Australia's Regional General Manager. Tourism Australia is the marketing agency for the tourism industry in Australia, and we're based here in the UK, promoting Australia as a fabulous holiday destination for people to come down and explore. What seems to have got everybody very excited is this extending of the working holiday visa age to 35. So people who were who thought they'd passed it and thought they'd missed the <laughs> boat can now get the opportunity to go to sunny Australia and explore. I sound like a tourist guy <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been to Australia, but it gives people that opportunity to um, live and work in Australia. How does that actually work in practice? Well, you're right. The opportunities widened now that the age uh, cap has increased from 30 to 35. That's exactly it. This is part of uh, an extension of the free trade agreement that came into force between Australia and the UK at the end of May. By increasing the age range, when we knew that was happening, we actually went out and did some research just to see how appealing this would be for Brits. And what came out of that research was that actually 45% of people aged between the 25 and 34 regret the fact that they never took the gap year when they thought the opportunity was there. And so I guess the message now is it's not too late. Typically, a backpacker, someone taking a working holiday from the UK has been a uni leaver. So the opportunity to take the gap year, people sort of think I've finished studying before I start my career, I'll do it. But now I think this opens up a whole new world of opportunities for people who might be mid-career wanting to take a sabbatical or a break and just work and travel. So the ability to stay longer in Australia by working as you travel around. And you can be doing jobs that could be relevant to your career. So you're picking up experiences that will be valuable when you come home again. This isn't just a way of us exporting lovely British people to you lovely Australians. <laughs> the, this is a reciprocal arrangement, is it not? That's exactly it. And the program has been in place since 1975. So it's been very popular for many years. Just extending the age range is the difference that's uh, happening effective 1st of July this year. And I think it's all about, you know, really keeping those people-to-people -people connections close between Australia and the UK. It's an investment in the future for both countries as people live, work, travel around both countries and make often lifelong friends that they will stay in contact with throughout their careers. So what types of Brits is Australia hoping to attract? You know, this is open to anyone who has that drive and spirit and wants to go down and explore the country. It is really the opportunity to take that extended holiday. For example, in, in the industry I work in, in tourism and hospitality, there's so many fabulous resorts and, and around regional Australia that are very seasonal. So the opportunity to get some work in remote parts of the country, live in extraordinary locations and meet lots of different people around Australia while you're travelling is an example of how you could leverage this opportunity. But there's supposed to be some quite interesting benefits or, or side effects that you have a higher minimum wage than the UK and an unemployment rate, if I'm getting that right, that remains near to its lowest 
since the mid-70s. That's right. And that's, I mean, there are a lot of jobs available at the moment. So the opportunities are vast, uh, which means it's quite a wide opportunity for people here in the UK who are thinking of going. The other thing that's happening out there in the next decade, Australia is really focused on attracting world sporting events. So we've got the FIFA Women's World Cup kicking off in July this year. First game, I think, is in Sydney on the 20th of July. Lots of big sporting events, Rugby World Cup, uh, Lions Tour, Netball World Cup, all leading up to the Olympic Games, which are being hosted in Brisbane in 2032. So those sorts of events provide great opportunities for that sort of seasonal work opportunity as well. Just being able to go and travel around Australia, but also be involved in a world-class event like that would be a great opportunity for some people. So if I was a youngish person and I was presented with this as an opportunity, why would I choose Australia? Australia's lifestyle is very different and that's just because of the the size of the country. There's lots of different locations to explore and live, big wide open spaces and great weather. So beautiful coastline, plenty of beaches to explore and so on. So it does feel very different from a lifestyle perspective, but then also very familiar because it's culturally familiar. So Australians and Brits are very similar and Australians are very welcoming of Brits coming down for this type of experience. In terms of the working holiday visa, there are some changes planned in about a year's time. Is that correct? And if so, what are those plans? That's right. It's staged. So 1st of July this year, the age cap is increasing. 1st of July next year, the opportunity to extend second and third year is going to be easier. There will be no restrictions on where you work when you're down there. So you can extend your working holiday experience for up to three years. And those three years are applied for individually. So they don't necessarily have to be consecutive years, which makes it very, very flexible. We're experiencing a quite difficult cost of living crisis here in the UK. With that in mind, what opportunities can Australia offer UK workers? I think it's just the lifestyle. So just the more relaxed, easygoing lifestyle. As I say, culturally familiar, but uh, the climate is a or the weather is a great benefit. The idea that you can be working in a city, but, you know, going to the beach at the end of the day and having a, having a surf or, you know, whatever it is that is appealing to you. I think it's just a, a relaxed, laid back feeling, but some great job opportunities, which enable you to potentially collect experiences that will be valuable to put on your CV when you come back. And do you feel that the ability to go to work in a foreign country, bearing in mind that travel is much easier now post-pandemic, is something that will draw many people to wanting to take up this opportunity. I believe so. I mean, longer immersive travel is just so fulfilling rather than a short break. So if someone has the impetus to take that longer break, there's definitely value in it. And I know as an employer myself, meeting people who have done that shows, you know, a certain quality in them, which is quite valuable to an employer. All of this sounds very appetizing and mm -hmm. very exciting. Where can our podcast radio business listeners find out more information? Well, we've put information up on our website. So if you go to australia.com forward slash working holiday, you can find all the details of how to apply. 
It's actually very straightforward. You apply online. You need a UK passport. You need to be aged between 18 to 35. And you're just applying or traveling on behalf of yourself, no dependents with you. So Sally Cope, Tourism Australia's Regional General Manager for UK and Northern Europe. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you very much. You're most welcome.